Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Two Dykes and a Mic. I'm Mackenzie Goodwin. And I'm Rachel Scanlon. And together we are ex-step aunts to a beautiful herd of dogs that we rescued from the island of Fiji. Can I tell you? Tell me. I love you. Thank you so much. I love you so much. Thank you. Um, you were going to tell me something. Listen to this. Yeah. Okay. I did a very fun stand-up show in Santa Barbara. Okay. Two days ago. Yeah. I'm in Sandy Babs. Yeah. Having the tea of my L. Okay. Mm-hmm. Time I stopped, of my life. Time of my life. Duh. I'm, I stopped at a very sacred place. I gave a dollar to a statue that had nice tits. Okay. Right. I'm looking for good luck for my show. Okay. I'm eating fish and chips looking at the sunset. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at the fucking Pacific. I gave a dollar to a statue who had nice tits is one of the funniest things you've ever said. Okay, well, if I'm going to give a dollar mm-hmm. to a statue... Better have a nice rack. Thank you. <laughs> thank God this is a public episode. <laughs> or private. Well, what am I going to do? Yeah, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Also, you know when like men make statues of women? Yeah. The tits look like perfect circles they're gigantic they're globes. globes and they're bigger than the head right then it goes like this it'll hold this yeah back. yeah show them it'll go boom boom yes boom boom, boom. yeah it's well, like and- two triangles stacked <laughs> point to point yeah and th- that's supposed to be like the perfect woman's body i also which is like insane. don't get me wrong there are women out there that have like hourglass figures and yeah. we've seen like we've seen a lot of tits in our day but whenever men sculpt tits yeah it is like legitimately two spheres it's the same when like you see anime drawn yeah a lot of the women drawn in anime are usually uh, the proportions are actually inhuman right well circles on anyways this isn't the point no i'm like i have nervous energy for this show yeah because it was a big important show yeah i don't normally get too nervous before mm-hmm. a stand-up anymore but i was like feeling a little nervous and we all if you don't know when i get nervous i i bring it outward i don't internalize yeah with fear yeah i externalize fear uh-huh. i make it everyone else's problem <laughs> yeah, okay I see that. so i'm running around the green room acting psychotic okay weirder than typical which okay? is already bonkers i start doing bits hard oh no bits that are like what are we and to me hysterical hysterical because i'm getting out the energy yeah yeah, yeah. and are they actually funny who's to say i'm sure everyone in the green room is to say and they probably said no okay so somebody from the crowd oh god actually to be honest they weren't from the crowd they're from the crew of this show okay a stranger that i've never met before a man okay looks at me points at the restroom Mm mm-hmm and he's like, oh, is that the restroom? And he saw that I just got out of that room, but he wasn't sure if it was like an office or like a, a restroom. Okay. So he goes, is that a restroom? I stare at him, <laughs> make his eyes, meet my eyes, lock them in, hold it for too long. And I say, yes, but I already ruined it. And I then laughed for about two and a half minutes loud. Like, not like, ha that was funny. Like, <laughs> So what I had done was say, yes, but I ruined it <laughs> for so long. Like wrong? a villain. Like I was like, what's wrong? I, oh, that bathroom? She's ruined. Sounds <laughs> like a cackle. Oh, I went psychotic. You know what's funny is you do that bit 
literally every single time you come over to my house. When I'm here, I do that one a lot. You or do, I'll do. You do the. Um, you better call a plumber. I do. You gotta call a plumber a lot, and I'll also hit him with a. I missed the whole time. <laughs> I missed the whole time. Is so funny because then I really sit there and go, "How long were you missing <laughs> the whole time? I was missing the entire time." <laughs> But to do it to a stranger <laughs> and then really laugh is very. I funny. laughed for so long, and I was like, mm. "I you ever tra- you ever trap a stranger in your bits? Yeah, in your own world of humor, and you're like, this passerby is now just in. got into the fucking splash yeah. zone. You know who does that a lot? Are dads? Yes, I felt like a dad. Yeah, <gasps> it's a dad. They move. do that. Yeah. Oh wow, I was really in it. Um. I do want to share something because I recently, I was going to tell you, I found my wedding venue, which is very exciting. Oh Thank you God. so much. For those of you who don't know, I am engaged right now to um, the L of my L, love of my life. Love your life. And uh, I love her. I love her too. And we've been looking all over for wedding venues and it's been, you know, back and forth. We thought, oh my God, we might have to push it for another year or two. Finally, we got a wedding venue. Congratulations. Thank that's you. one. I feel like that's a huge step in the process of getting actually married. It is so, um, it's so much work and like, it was so stressful. I, I guess everyone says it. I know it's like a cliche that weddings are really stressful to plan. They are so fucking stressful. I do not wish it on anyone. I mean, I do wish marriage on everyone. Sure. Go for it. But like, if that's what you like, if that's what you're into, but boy, weddings are like, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot, a lot. I'm really glad that you're going to be marrying Erica. Same. I like her. Same. She's a great person. I know that you've been checking out wedding venues. Yeah. And um, pretty similarly as in, as important, mm-hmm. I've been going to the PT a lot. Yeah. Brag. Physical therapist. Physical therapist. Big time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is and this about your back? Y- you better believe it. Do you want to know that I've been meaning to talk about this for weeks in order to let our editor put a picture of my back up on an episode? Um, I just want the listeners and viewers to know that Rachel's been trying to get me to look at photos of her back all day. All day. All day. She keeps being like, you want to check out this photo of my back? Well, it started with, hey, have I I shown you my back yet? And I said, no. Let me tell you something. Then I didn't didn't go, I'd love to see it. No, you didn't. I said, no, you haven't. What kind of a friend doesn't say, actually, let me see that back, friend? Well, what kind of friend goes, oh, I thought you did have diarrhea (laughs) that day. (laughs) thought you did have diarrhea that no. day. No. I also kind of want to see you squirm a little bit in front of them. I don't care. <laughs> okay. But I've been going to the PT. Yeah. And most of the PTs are like chill. Mm-hmm. One of them is not. Yeah. Wait, are we talking about Jeff? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know Jeff. You talked about him on, a, on the last episode. That he called you a dime? Mm-hmm. Did we record that? Mm-hmm. Did we throw up a picture on my back? Do you listen just for this episode? We'll throw up another picture of your back. Okay. Throw up a picture of my back. I've been doing cupping and I feel very much in tune with my LA roots. Yeah. Like I'm going full cupping's very LA. Yes. It's like I've what never all the musicians do yes. athletes. Yeah. I feel it's like, like it's very, I feel very like Angelina Jolie. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love that cupping is what got you to Angelina Jolie. Doesn't it feel like that's what <laughs> I don't know. I've seen her in person and she is the th- tiniest person alive short no short but also thin? real thin really like very scary i, I think thought I, she was more juicy and tall no 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 she's miniature why are celebrities hmm? huh huh let's end it there you know what <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in <laughs> celebrities I, feel like very small they're all very small i think like what they all share though is usually very petite bodies 
and gigantic heads. Big heads. I always was like, Erica, you'd be a great celebrity. She has a huge fucking head. Yes. Tiny little body. Doesn't even have a body. Big hands. Big hands. Big gorgeous hands. Yeah. I think Angela Angelina Jolie, if she were to get gotten cupped. Yeah. Would be in the ER soon after. She doesn't have anything left there's to There's nothing to cup. There's no, there's not a cup small enough for that back. <laughs> yeah. She's too tiny. But okay, so you're getting cupped. You're feeling LA. I'm feeling very LA. And um, the cupping, while I was being cupped, mm-hmm. the PT was swiping through our TikTok, which um, I found to be erotic. Insane. No, no it's <laughs> absolutely insane. You can't do that, especially on volume. Yeah. If you're going to do it, do it, but have the captions on. Don't do it in front of some. That's crazy. I know. What's weird is you keep going to like medical professionals that are <laughs> are t- crossing the line. It's crazy out here. Yeah, that's unacceptable. I feel like the doctors out here are are, are all like kind of doctors because like every time I go to the dentist, they're like, "Do you need Botox?" And I'm like, "Can you clean my teeth?" I just got a um, text message, an automated text message from my gyno that they are doing a Christmas like special where you can come in and get like liposuction excuse me and i was like but you're my gyno it was like a body sculpting thing what is that i literally deleted it and was like i'm not gonna go back to that gyno it is the weird everything is backwards out here in la it's every medical professional you'll be at the eye doctor and they're like can we do something can we give you a bbl literally brazilian butt lift of course yeah i'm like i don't understand why every doctor out here is like let's fix your your uh, whole system up. it makes you'll be at the chiropractor and they're like do you need some laser hair removal yeah. and you're like my back hurts yeah it's so weird we live in hell we actually do my gyno the gyno is so crazy to be like let's get your body like the, the wording you know of it I, made me really upset. I went to my regular doctor. Yeah. And general, my, my like classic. Yeah. Like classic. not supposed you know, the classics, not for like mm-hmm. whatever on the spot. They were like, by the way, if you want a pap, you can have one. Yeah. And I always get paps. Yeah. I always get them because the, the jokes that you get out of it. Jokes are great. I did hear though that you, now they say that you should get them every three to five years. Oh, great. If you're cleared and you don't have anything like um, any cancerous stuff, then you can actually hold off for a little longer. Great. Not I, me. I've been I'm going, going bi-weekly. Weekly. <laughs> <laughs> I just want someone. In it's just fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just fun. I also, same thing, like in this green room when I'm a little nervous around the doctors, I'm, I get so fucking Chatting. weird. Yeah. You make weird jokes. I make weird oh. jokes and I do too many bits. And anyways, they gave me an impromptu yeah. pap. And I was like, thank God I was ready to pap today. You know what I mean? You need to come in ready. You need to come I'm in ready. Re- I'm pap ready every day, by the way. I'm Every not. day I'm pap ready. I need the right underwear on to really? be like centered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because, okay, I, you can't go in. There's a couple pairs that I would never go in with. Yeah. You can't go in with a gray. You can't go in with, oh, the, I have a light orange. I don't want to go with a light okay, orange. Yeah. What color do you go for pap? Pap, you got to go black. Black. You got to go black or a deep maroon. I've got a deep maroon I'd go papping in. I'd love that. But I can't. Wait, what fa- what's your favorite color of Ponte that you have? Oh, I have a light, um, almost like it's a light blue. Purple. Oh, purple. Blue. It's almost like the blue, wa- the color of water you'd see in like the Caribbean. Incredible. You're that, talking teal, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teal. Yeah. Yes. I love that color on my skin tone. God, beautiful. Looks really nice. And it's it's a pretty new pair. That's really beautiful. About six years old. It's only about six, seven years old. <laughs> I'm kidding. Please know that no, I'm kidding. No, she's kidding. I actually go panty, ponty shopping quite often. Um, 
Are you okay? You're rubbing your eye like a tired baby. No, I'm I'm not tired because I'm cold. <laughs> Listen to this. Yes. And then we'll really f- we'll fly into this episode. I promise I just, you. I'm going to be honest. I love these private episodes because you and I, when it's just us, we when there's vibe. not a guest, you and I like really open her up. Listen to this. Mackenzie. It's like we're having a glass of wine. Really open her up. And we, and this is all in a safe space, private episode. Yeah. I went on a like one night staycation with my girlfriend because yeah. I was doing shows a little bit further outside of LA. Mm-hmm. We get into a pretty awful fight right before the show. Perfect. As sometimes it has, sometimes yeah. you're, sometimes you're fighting with your girlfriend and yes. that's okay. Yeah. She's crying. Okay. <laughs> Or in I'm the sorry, car. I don't mean to laugh. Yeah, why are you I'm laughing? So my sorry. baby's crying. So That's my baby, dude. You better I'm, fuck off. I'm so sorry. It's my angel. <laughs> you know what it is? It's like after a fight's happened and you look back and you're like, wow, that was for nothing. I laugh. Isn't it so funny? Yes. I laugh after the fight is done and you know you're, you guys are fine. This is actually related to that. Yeah. So we're in the car. Mm-hmm. Passenger seat, me. Yeah. My baby. Mm-hmm. We had a... A tiff. A, it basically was like a miscommunication that was really sad. Yeah. And it made it so that we missed dinner. Okay. So we're also hungry. Yeah. So now one of us is crying mm-hmm. because hunger plus sad and fighting. We're crying. Yeah. I can't cry because <laughs> I'm about to go on stage in about seven minutes. Okay. I've got seven minutes. Yeah. I am far from home. And I'm like, I got to make my baby stop crying. Okay. She's crying. I decide instead of like figuring out the issue mm-hmm. i'm just gonna go i'm gonna go for a hug and bring her in because she's crying so yeah. i'm gonna bring her in for a hug we're in the car i go to put my arm around and yeah. i kind of punch her in the head <laughs> it's like why does this have to happen right now like <laughs> fuck you know what i mean because fuck because this isn't the time that would happen to only you to accidentally punch the person that i love more than anything in the world in the head while she's crying so i hit her in the (laughs) so i kind of punch her in the head and she's crying and we and i go because my my reaction was like (gasps) like i i recoil i was like oh i'm so sorry and we both just start laughing super fucking hard because she goes did you just punch me in the head? And I'm like, I didn't mean to punch you in the head. And we're laughing <laughs> and we're laughing and it, and it Brought put you, the fight okay. on stop. That's nice. That's so fucking funny. I know. I can't believe you hit her in the head. I, right in Hilarious. the head. Right on like the occipital, like yeah. right back there. It's tough. But here's the hard thing about living with somebody that mm-hmm. I don't think that people talk about when yeah. you're in like long-term living Committed together relationships. relationships. Yeah. It's not that like you fight and like there's dumb stuff and there's gross stuff. It's that when you're physically close to somebody for years, every yeah. once in a while you physically hurt them. Yeah. Like, you know, you have a dog and you accidentally like step on their paw or something yeah. that happens with humans. Yeah. And it nearly kills me every time. Every time you accidentally, accidentally hurt her. elbow her yeah. or like when there's little like things oh, yeah. where you're just like you pinch your girlfriend at, you know, you hit yeah. a tit. I'm like, I never remember that. I'm like, this is just what happens when you're close to people and then you punch them in the head sometimes. It was just an it, the worst moment it could have happened. The worst in. possible Horrible. moment. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Eric and I do that all the time. Like we sit on a very small couch, you know, we have one like, it's like a love seat almost, but yeah. it's super tiny. Tiny, tiny. And almost every week, one of us will accidentally elbow the other one or something. And I'll be like, are you fucking kidding me? Right. <laughs> like, you know not to... Y- I can't move my left arm. You can't move your right arm. Right. Just, just, sit, just, just sit, sit with sit there. It there. God, it's so funny. It's a wild ride. That's a there. really very funny story. I'm sorry to hear that. 
Her she, forehead. She's okay though. She's okay. It was she's so okay. soft. What a cutie pie. I know. Okay, <laughs> let's get into the episode. <laughs> we have an Ask a Dyke. Oh, please read it. Brie Geiger last week being like, you don't read, right? <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Okay, here we go. This might be an easy one to answer. I'm in my hoe phase. I hooked up with a woman that had never been with a woman. I usually stay away from that, but I was living my best life. Well, she wouldn't leave me alone and kept coming back. I could not get rid of her, but I feel guilty and I kept hooking up with her. Fast forward a few years. I haven't talked to her in years, but we still have each other on social media. She posts a huge rant about fuck gays and they should all be put to death. What? On and on and on with this shit. <gasps> it's taking everything in me not to out her and say, wow, you weren't saying that like in bed. You weren't oh, saying anything man. like that while we were in bed. So I just deleted her. And so here's the question. Yeah. So should I just delete her and be a grown up or do I call her out? I love y'all. Man. Oh man, that's tough. Okay, so you're uh, hooking up with a girl yeah. who's never been with a girl. It ends. Mm -hmm. She's obsessed with you. Sounds like yeah. right. She's like wants a little bit more. Wants a little bit more. Right. Next thing you know, years later, she is a homophobe. I mean, it's obviously like the internalized homophobia. Yeah. And now, but it's coming out in a very bold public way, which is obviously unacceptable. I actually, I have to stop you. Yeah. I think it's pronounced homophobic. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, there's I'm an so there's sorry. an L in there that's not silent. I I didn't know. Yeah. Okay. Just well, so you know. You live and you learn. Um, I I do think that this is it sucks because it is such it's hypocrisy. You know, totally. it's obviously insane. Um, but to me, I'm like, it's not gonna do you any good by calling this person out on a platform that like it's not like this is a public person spreading horrible, horrible things to a gigantic following. This person probably doesn't have a lot of followers and it's just they're they're talking to what, what is it? What if this is Taylor Swift? You think it's Taylor Swift? <laughs> no, she's not saying fuck the gays. <laughs> um, to me, I'm like, I think you should just be an adult and move on. I think that's mine. That's really good advice. Cause like I have so many people, not so many, yeah, there is a, a person in my life that literally did the exact same thing. Really? Um, yeah. And he, is now, and is now super, lives in Florida and is super homophobic. like homophobic, anti anything, anti trans, like all that stuff, very transphobic and is very blatant about it on Instagram. And you know, for a fact that they used to fuck yes. women. Yes. Yes. And I was like, okay, what do I do? And then I kept being like, okay, if I DM this person and call them out, what's that going to get me? Just like a little metal for me. Yeah. You know, it's not going to do anything. And I was just like, I'm going to block this person and I don't need it in my feed. Right. Because like you can't change somebody who's going down a crazy path. A hundred percent. You really can't. You like can't. If, if they're that crazy to be posting shit, like gay people need to die. Yeah. They're long gone. That's like mental illness. Yep. I think that that is, it's a really good point that you're making because I think it's very tempting mm -hmm. when you see bigotry because you, we know that they're wrong. They're yeah. on the wrong side of history. They're very yeah. full of hate, especially if you know for a fact that they have like, fucked you yeah <laughs> you know I mean? if you know for a fact that they've had gay sex and like enjoyed it then it's like you feel this like itch to be like i know i'm right and i want to take Just, them down but it is very much on the it's that's on the smaller side of like what's going to happen yeah because it might feel very nice it's a little short-sighted 
but there's no world like mm-hmm. you're saying in which that they're going to see you calling them out yeah and then they're gonna say you know what I actually am gay. I and see I, what you're saying. Right. Because these people aren't rational. You no. know what I mean? Like you're dealing with somebody who is like not in a very good place. And honestly, so instead of seeing these posts and thinking, oh, that's going to ignite a flame in me to call them out, see that post and maybe it will like ignite a flame in you to think of like how you can feel bad for that person. Yeah. Like it's a, it for me, cause I'm less fiery than I was in my youth. Mm-hmm. I like, de- I feel devastated for that person. I'm just like, to me, I don't want to see that kind of stuff. Like uh, why is a gay person? Would I want to interact with a homophobe? Yeah. Because I'm like, well, that's just going to ride with them. Right. Like, you've like literally like seen them naked. You guys have fucked. And then it's like, no. here's that person. I uh, mean, it's, it's jarring, but yeah. obviously like the best road is to block. That's what I, yeah. and run. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't want to see that, that in your life. It's just going to make me upset. And then I'm just going to write a huge paragraph. Right. And they're going to screenshot it, post it and be like, look at this fucking idiot. You know, right. Like, I don't want to go down that road. I don't want to deal with these. It's actually going to make you, it's going to take up too much of your time. Yes. Go live your gay life. Yes. Go have fun. Stay positive. Go dance. Right. Go dance. Go, Go be dance. gay. Because yeah. s- this person is so broken and that's it's sad. Fucked. And you're cool. Let's do a Bumble Fumble now. Ooh, I love... Th- I feel like Bumble Fumbles, they really they really make me happy. I, lo- I love a good Bumble Fumble. And if you have a Bumble Fumble or an Ask a Dyke, feel free to email us at twodikesinamikeandgmail.com. Come. Bumble fumble dot 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 that ended in marriage. Okay, well, spoiler alert. I'm just kidding. Is it or is it a tease? Oh, true. How'd they get there? (laughs) Okay. It was about 4.5 years ago and I was coming out of a long-term relationship that didn't end the greatest. I finally got to the point where I was ready to date again, so I joined Bumble. I'm not the type that is consistently glued to my phone, so I often found the app to be a little overwhelming while I was at work. Side note, I'm actually like 80 years old at heart and don't know how to use cell phones properly, properly, even though I'm only 30 now and just couldn't figure out how to turn off notifications from the app. Hilarious. Great. Um, But whilst I was uh, swiping one night, I came across someone I recognized. It was a girl I used to play basketball against almost every weekend for four years during middle school and high school. Oh, my God. Very relatable. Mm -hmm. Very gay. Um, I thought, finally, someone who's probably safe and normal. I swiped hard on that shit. (laughs) She was fucking hot then, and by the looks of it, was still hot now. Hell yes. This is very hot. And she still got that jump shot. We chatted for a bit and agreed to meet for dinner. I was pumped. But honeys, I'm going to tell you now, red flags were flying the day of our date. We agreed on a place and time, and I'm a planner, so I made reservations. I showed up to the restaurant and checked in and waited. And waited and waited. No. To the point where the hostess was actually constantly checking in on me to make sure I was okay since my date was almost an hour late. Mm. I'll tell you right now. An hour? I would have been gone after... 20. 20 is the cutoff. Yeah, 100%. 22 if you're hot. 25 if you're... But you're never going to see me again. 15, I'm texting you going, where the fuck are you? (laughs) Mackenzie. 20, I'm actually putting a hit out on you. 100%. Okay. She finally showed up and apologized profusely. I accepted the apology and wanted to move on. I've been waiting for an hour. Homegirl is fucking hungry and at this point just wanted some food and this restaurant I strategically picked had bomb ass food. 
So to try and start a conversation at dinner, I asked her if she remembered me from playing basketball together for so many years. And she just replied, no, sorry. I have no idea who you are. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking ouch. That sucks. Uh, Do you remember me from basketball? No. No. And then goes, I have no idea who you are. Oh, God. That sucks. Okay. So that was awkward as shit. And the remainder of the dinner was just as awkward. She hardly spoke unless I asked direct questions. And it seemed like she was overall very nervous. But there was just something about her smiles that came through every now and then um, through the awkwardness of it all. The dinner ended and we made no progress. She was late. She didn't remember me. And we hardly talked. But my mind and heart kept going back to those little smiles. I asked her if she wanted to walk down to a coffee shop around the corner and grab grab coffee before we parted ways. It was my final attempt to see if there was anything there between us. Okay. One last. One last go. Hail Mary. Yeah. I love that. So I decided to go with a different approach at the coffee shop. I shared a couple random, slightly embarrassing stories to try and make her laugh and open up and be a little less nervous. I broke the fucking code. You guys, we stayed in that coffee shop and talked and laughed for hours. Oh my God. And I knew she was the one. We've been together for four years now, and in that time, we've created a beautiful life together full of adventures of, with traveling, hiking, and spoiling our two pups. This past June, she proposed to me on the top of a waterfall in Colorado during one of our hiking adventures. Oh, oh my God. I also wanted to give a, a, my fiance a shout out for being amazing. She's an ICU nurse practitioner who constantly gives everything, and she's been helping others and went through hell the last two years with treating COVID patients. Oh my God. Um, anyways, she attached a few pictures, so we'll throw those up for those who are on Patreon listening. Um, she goes, XOXO, gay gossip girl, Emily. Oh my God, Emily, gay gossip This is girl. so cute. I can't believe that it that started it came, out so bad. It, it was a bumble fumble to the max. Yeah. You're an hour late. You don't know who the fuck I am. Mm-mm. And just like a kind of cold, icy, like not really connecting just a few glances. Yeah. The, the little smiles are nice. I guess. Have you ever been on a bad first date that ha- that was a good second date? That The first one you were like, yuck, yuck. And then it came around. I'm always one to do second, third chances. Really? Because I, I'm like this where I'm like, ah, oh, there's something there. I could always, with, mm. en- with almost anyone, I can see myself going on a couple dates with them to try and figure it out. Because to me, I never would have known, except with like Erica, I was like, oh, I really, really like you. But most people, I'm like, yeah, I could do a couple dates. Mm. And you've always known with, with E. Yeah, yeah. But I like I, that it's nice that you give us a, a good... I give a good college try with that's almost really nice. everyone. Yeah. Because I'm like, the, like this person, I think... Emily Gossip so, Gay Girl. Yeah, but like a lot of people... I'm talking about the wife, actually, the other one. Mm. I know a lot of people get nervous on dates and you might not put your best foot forward on the first date. That's why I always was like, all right, let's do it second or third just so I can really get to know your personality. Cause to me, I, th- I think like you like to lead with your sexual foot and I think you're really good on dates and you're really good with people, but a lot of people aren't as like communicative or letting their guard down or their walls down on a first or second date. Mm-hmm. So I always was like, let's, let's keep going. Let's try one more time or let's try a different, like she tried a different way of communicating with this person to bring out her, her, her better side. Yeah, yeah. The best of her. And it really worked. Yeah. I think that's a great tactic is to go to a different location and maybe try something different to like bond with the person. I think that this is like so fascinating to me hmm. because I, I think the first date I give somebody will be the only shot. My best 
But I don't think a lot of people are like that. I think you're right. And I worry though, like telling these people because yeah. I'm like so many people have terrible first dates. I know, but I think but if I it's think a, if it's a very bad date and in your gut, you're like, this is not a person yeah. that I want to be around. I always did it with people that I was like, I could see myself with you if like, how do I say this? Cause there were definitely dates where I was like, there is no, no connection. Yeah. Like if you feel Excuse like me. there's a connection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I had a little coffee. If there's um, like, if you can tell that there is like a something. connection in there, but Even the, the situation is off where you're like, yeah. maybe the place is too stuffy mm-hmm. or they seem like a little. Yeah. If there's literally the smallest thing where I'm like, okay, I could see this going somewhere. Mm-hmm. I would always give a second or third date. But if it was like something where I was like, oh, there is absolutely no vibe, no chemistry, no nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, maybe you might be a bad person. Then, then I would cut it no. off. Yeah. Can I share something with you? Please. I would be honored. I'd be honored. My, f- and you, if you've listened to every episode mm-hmm. of this podcast, you will hear us go from single to taken. Yeah. My first date with Nazara, I think we podcasted the day after. Mm-hmm. Um, she was late because her car was towed okay. and I thought she was lying to me. Yeah. I thought she was like trying to get out of it or mm-hmm. being like dodgy. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, this is sketchy. Mm-hmm. Whose car gets towed? Yeah. On the day of a date. On the what day are the of a date. Odds? And our date, we had to both meet in the middle. We yeah. both had to drive it an hour and a half. Can I say though? Yeah. Nazara gets her car towed a lot. I'm, I'm sorry. She's gotten her code, tar code. Oh, oh, wait. her tar code. <laughs> wait, what movie are we reviewing? Tar code. <laughs> <laughs> she does though since I've known her. Wait, twice. Yeah. Which is twice more than me. <laughs> twice, but also she has car trouble a lot. Her catalytic converter has been stolen. Been stolen. I think I'm like, Nazara, maybe just like. It's the Prius curse. If you have a Prius, yeah. it's not easy to hold on to those babies. Yeah, something's going on. Anyways, she was like, my car got towed. And I was like, bullshit. what a liar. Yeah, I would have been like, bullshit. Literally, I was Talk like. Talk to you later. Yeah. Smell you later. Literally, I was like, there's no, there's no fucking way. Whose car gets towed? Yeah, what no. a liar. Yeah. And then on the date, mm-hmm. I picked such a nice place. And like, we like had a very, I was like, at that time I didn't eat dinner with women at all. I didn't eat dinner and I was not eating dinner with dates. So we got like champagne. What is this face for? What do you mean? You don't eat dinner. I like was not, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? You just had champagne on your date. I wouldn't. Yes. Do you know I didn't have dinners with people until like I got sober. That's the strangest thing. If you're a drinker, you're going to know what I'm talking about. I did not have dinners until like 2020. Can I tell you that when I went on a date, I would eat a lot to be like, yeah, I eat. Because you know how like I think a lot of straight women, do, they're like, they're no. like, I'll get a salad or mm, I'm full. Right. I would be like, I'll get the ragu. Um, let's get two yes, orders ragu. of like appetite. I would be like, I want to eat. Yeah. Good. Hot. On a date. Yeah. Not me. That's so funny. I was, I would only go out for drinks and especially since I was like, I don't want to dinner is such a time dinner. I would never do on a first date. You don't do dinner on a first date unless it's like a very like purposeful romantic. (laughs) 
Yeah. Not me. Not in your 20s. I would do like romance and fun or whatever, but for me, it was always like with a drink. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so we were at this like amazing restaurant not ordering food. Okay. She towed her car and was late. She... We, I thought I, we had never met each other in person before. It had been m- months of talking. Yeah. We'll get into it. It doesn't matter for this story. It doesn't matter. I thought I saw her. I wasn't sure who it was, but the person who I thought was her saw me and then ran away. And I'm, in my head, I was like, that better not be her. I was like, who would be like, I would so start crying immediately. Then after our first glass of champagne, I was like, let's go walk down by the water on the dock. The lights were on. It was very beautiful. Yeah. And I was like, let's go down there but before i went down there i went to go kiss her um because i'm like i always kiss on first yeah like pretty quickly yeah because i whatever i went to kiss her she dodged me she like she was like not she matrixed you she matrixed me hard and the date that we had it wasn't until because then we ended up kissing our first kiss was like by the ocean yeah we kissed the second time in the car yeah on the way to separate from each other mm-hmm. and it wasn't until that second kiss that i was like oh that's who you are I like, like that. it took that whole time yeah to be to for know her who- to be comfortable enough for yes. me to see that i was like Oh, like there, there, there you she are. is. Yeah. Because there was so much of this, like, well, it's nerve wracking to meet somebody on the internet and go on a blind date. Not for me. I know, but you are also <laughs> older. You are also more experienced than her. And I'm saying that a lot of people are like that. And I that's think you're why right. I think it takes a lot. I mean, God. Yeah. It takes <laughs> a lot of time for people to come out of their shells. I think also that, and I hate to say it, but sometimes those people, mm-hmm are some of the ones. best people that you could possibly imagine. That's why I'm like, give people a second chance. Give them a third chance. The only time I never did was that woman that was openly transphobic. Yeah. Jesus. That Don't give any type of phobes. That's why I'm like, any type of chances. If you're seeing any red flags like that, absolutely nip in the bud. Right. But like, otherwise I always, if somebody was like a little awkward or like maybe we weren't vibing a hundred percent or the first kiss was weird. I would always do a second or third date. Just That's to, so nice. Just I think, really, she, I think this is really quality information, but I don't, I, when you say like, it's nice, it's not like I'm doing them a favor. I'm almost doing me a favor to be like, let's give this a little bit more time because I might get to know somebody that's like really amazing. That's beautiful. That's really beautiful. Sometimes the people that like need to trust you, mm-hmm. know you and feel comfortable with you before you get to see who they are. Yeah. Are like incredible the best ones. Can I tell Not you? Not everyone is like a open pelvis, like you. let's French right now type yeah. of person. Most people aren't. And the, I think I, I like, I like these people. Yeah. Do you yeah. know the people who are just kind of like, why don't you go first? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Can I tell you though, when I, on my first date with Erica, I drove her home, Mm -hmm. obviously smooched her. And then I gave her a hug. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. What the fuck did Erica think you were doing? She literally, we laugh about it today. You gave her a hug after the kiss, kissed her. Oh no. And And you were like, I was like, ew, Mackenzie. It's bad. And I still think about it. I literally was like, Oh, why would I do that? LOL. And here we are. Do you know how many times I bring up that she dodged my first kiss to yeah, you Nazara? Have to. Constantly. We bring up our first kiss all the all time. All the time. I'm like, oh, all do you time. remember when she's like, kiss me? I'm like, oh, now you want one? Yeah. Hilarious. Not on the first date. Hilarious. <laughs> she's always like, remember when you fucking hugged me? 
<laughs> so yeah, good. maybe your terrible dates actually make a beautiful part of your love story. I think they do. I think go on terrible dates. Go on terrible dates. Tell us about them yeah. and then just let us know how it all <laughs> shakes out. Thank you for that bumble fumble. We love this. Um, so we are going to review Tar today because you and I went and saw Tar to Tar Tar. Tar. We. All I ever want to do with you, Mackenzie, is go to the movies with you. It was a rainy day. It was so rainy. I was wearing rain boots. We were ra- wearing <gasps> rain boots. I was ill. You were sick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. We went all the way to Burbank. Um, we got the recliner chairs. We sure did. Mackenzie and I like to go. And if I may step on, if yeah. I may speak for you. Please. We love to go get horny in a theater together. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to uh, reenact when you and I saw. Uh, disobedience. Disobedience in theaters together, mm-hmm. which has some hot sex scenes oh you're gonna get i mean rachel, up. rachel mcadams mm-hmm. rachel, rachel vice two yeah. rachels banging each other <laughs> banging. banging let yeah. me see two straight rachels banging, banging. that's all lesbians want that's all lesbians want yeah we had a great fucking time so i'm thinking we're thinking yeah we're about to get horned up in a theater for ne- damn near three hours yeah i mean it was raining out already horny already horny uh we had just recorded a podcast super horny horny. and it was a daytime movie daytime movie and also they were only in the theater we were the only two people sitting next to each other the rest was just singles (laughs) which are my favorite types of movies because you know like what the fuck's going on here yeah every time i see a a one person going to a theater i'm like you sad too baby yeah (laughs) I'm like, oh, you having a rough day? No, I see movies by myself all the time because I have a movie pass, so I'm trying to like get as many in as Bang I for can. Your buck. Yeah, but anyway, so we go. Tar starts out credits first, um, <gasps> which Rachel, this might have been actually <laughs> the funniest thing. You literally, we were maybe like two minutes into credits, yeah, and it's a woman singing. They start. I think it's out, a flute. Wait, it's a blow. It's both. I mm-hmm. think it's a woman singing over a little Ooh. bit of yeah. And Rachel goes, you've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> Pretty loud. <laughs> it was so, the credits were so long. So you have to sit through the whole five, credits. There's like five and a half minutes of black opening. screen, white lettering of everyone who worked on the film. Right. To like a fluted. It's definitely an art house move. Oh my God. And it, I screamed, are you, you gotta be fucking kidding me. And I'm like, here we go. Another three hour long straight actress, Kate Blanche fucking movie. That's going to make me drier than the Sahara desert with my friend who I'm trying to get horny with. Yeah. I'm trying to watch a movie and think I better, I got to go home and try that shit. I want to watch a movie and think I got to spit on somebody today. Can I be honest? I did think I got to go home and try that shit for other reasons for other reasons mostly strings we also saw okay right because now i'm like we saw the preview for tar if you haven't seen a preview for tar yeah you see kate blanchett mm-hmm. in like a three-piece like cumber, what do you call this one a cum- cumberbatch cumberbatch cumberbun cumber cumberbatch is like <laughs> it's a three like a cumberbun yeah and tails yeah and she's got her what do you a baton what do you call this there's no way of knowing it's a, it's it's very a conductor fa- like like wand. Ding, ding, ding. It's a wand. It's a wand. That's a fucking wand. Harry yeah. Potter. Grow yeah. up. It's a wand. And I'm like, I'm, she's doing a lot of these. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's big movements. Right. Which honestly, I might use in the bedroom. One. A lot of these. <laughs> if you think after watching Tar, I didn't go home, grab a wand 
and start <laughs> conducting <laughs> my girlfriend. Two pencils. You better believe I grabbed the closest thing I could find. I'm using a dildo. I grab a diller. Dude. I'm like tapping it on the end of our bed. Like musicians. <laughs> I make her play like a C. I'm like tuning. <clears throat> like I went full. I got a metronome. Yeah. I'm fucking with the <laughs> metronome. I went full musical conductor forever since I've watched, watched tar. tar. Yeah. So the movie starts and it's, it's a, I would say some of the longest single scenes that you've ever seen that I've ever seen. Um, I would say the first two scenes where you start on a interview and it's a long interview yeah. and it's very like type of interview. Yeah. Like it's like a New York times or like NPR audio interview with Kate Blanchett's character and Kate Blanchett's character is like giving the most heady type of like when you're like it's the craft yeah and you're like trying to really show how smart you are right because everyone has told you you're a genius yes and you're like am i yes i am honestly that's a great impression thank you so much oh am i a genius I don't know. You'd have to ask Beethoven. <laughs> like she goes deep. Do you live alone? I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you live alone? I mm-hmm. loved the scenes. Same. They were some of the most well-written scenes, even though they went on for an actual eternity. Yeah. I was captivated by everything about them. I think I was so captivated as well because it was, <laughs> this is going to sound this is humiliating for yeah. me. The writing of this movie mm-hmm. was right at the top of my con- comprehension level. I think they did it because most people don't know about compose or M- music, music, yeah. composing and also orchestra conducting, conducting. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's a composer, a conductor. And also I know a ton about music Yeah. Uh, for, for whatever reason mm-hmm. I am like a musical person. My whole yeah. family's pretty musical. Yeah. So I was like understanding things that were taught were discussed. Yeah. But also the, I'm even like beyond like the music comprehension level, like the words, the vocabulary right. being used, the references being made were at the very top of my intellect. Yeah. LOL. So for me, I was trying as hard. I felt like to the follow. Whole, yeah, yeah. The whole movie. I felt like, uh, you know, when you're on a treadmill and it's going just a little too fast. Yeah. And you're like, I can hold on for an for too much longer. Yeah. That's how I felt the whole movie. That is maybe the best metaphor. Cause that's exactly how I felt. Right. I like, was like, I get it. I get it. I get it. I got to keep getting it. Yeah. Because if I lose one sentence, I feel like I'm going to lose the whole scene. Same. And I was like, same thing. You're like, if you feel like you miss one step, you're going to yeah. fall off the tread. And yes. that's how I felt the whole movie where I was like, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And I it was very engaging. It was so engaging because it was a two and a half hour movie. It's long. It's so long. And it is also not sexy. It's not sexy at all. It is very sad. Um, it's dark. It's dark. It's wordy. Yeah. It is agonizingly like slow. slow. But I was engaged and loved every minute of it. Same. You left and you were like, you're not going to get this. <laughs> fucking loved it and you left and you said you're not gonna believe this not enough sex i was pissed okay i love the movie there was not one sex scene not one sex scene there was one kiss between um kate blanchett and her wife in the movie and it was a not loving kiss Mm -mm. so i was like wow we got one lesbian kiss and it was with two people that don't like each other i was hoping for obviously full frontal same i was hoping for i thought we were gonna get a bush graphic sex scenes we didn't get a sex scene 
I would have taken a, a sad, even like a pathetic sex scene. Same. Don't care. I was pissed that there wasn't one. I um, agree. Even if there was like, even some other characters having sex. Yeah. No one was having sex. But you know what? We're coming. I like that we are now at a point where there can be a lesbian movie and nothing sexualized. Yeah. Well. But technically she was sexualizing other women. Right. But it wasn't, the movie wasn't sexualizing them, which I do like. Right. I actually, if we talk about just the gayness in this movie. Yeah. Just to give you a brief synopsis of this three hour long saga about yeah. a conductor. Yeah. Um, our main character, spoiler alert, <sighs> spoiler alert, goes from the peak of like highbrow respect. You're a genius. You are a God in your field yeah. to the lowest of lows. And we watch this unfold slowly throughout the movie. That is it. That's the entire movie. There's no sci-fi. There's no thrillingness. There's no like actual like mm-hmm. B story at all. It is that. That is a whole movie. What I mean, if we're going to compare it to something in real life, it is like watching Harvey Weinstein in the 1990s with Miramax films mm-hmm. just slowly tank until where he is now. Right. It's pretty much so. We're it's watching a slow fall from grace. Fall from grace because of what you did to women. Mm-hmm. And it's the Kate Blanchett's character was tar was preying on younger students and younger people coming up in the orchestra and using them for sex. And if they didn't give it to her, she would then blackball them. Right. And say that they were crazy. Do not work with them. Um, all this stuff. And it's one of her students commits suicide and leaves a note saying why she did it and it's then all the media coming out and being like this is a bad person and this is the consequences that you need to face everyone turning yes realizing what's happening and turning turning yeah on and her still fucking doing it even in the middle of like this trial or like you know people coming after her she's still going after a young student oh it's crazy it's like fucking crazy and you it's weird because she's the protagonist, technically. She, she's your protagonist. Pr- protagonist. So it's like you want her to succeed in so, on some level, but then you're watching her do these things. Like I kept being like, why the fuck would you make that decision? Literally. Why would you make that choice? Like I, because they never show her doing it. They only show her sometimes trying to cover her tracks. So for the longest time in the movie, I was like, maybe she didn't do it. Same. Maybe, maybe she's not a bad person, right? But then you keep seeing her make these awful choices. And I was like, up until the very end, I was like, what is going to happen? Right. Did she actually do these things? Same. Is she actually a bad person? And then there was that scene where she's then in like Indonesia, I believe somewhere, Some, somewhere in Asia where you, you have to take a boat down a river and like as yeah. far away from what New York city is, what she used to be, which is like a list, a list, a list. She's now like D list, D list, D list. She goes to a massage place and is like, um, I, I would like to get a massage to relieve some tension, right? She gets recommended to a place. She goes into this place, checks in and they go, okay, it's a fishbowl. And she's like, what is that? And she goes, you look in the, in the window and pick which masseuse you want. And it's very, it's all these women heads down and you pick which masseuse you want to rub you. Mm -hmm. And it's very obvious, a sex thing. And she runs outside and barfs. And to me, I know that we talked about this in the car. I was like, I think she finally realized that, everyone who looks at her sees her as a predator. Right. So the man who suggested she goes there knew who she was and was like, you're a sexual, you want a woman to like, fuck you. Mm -hmm. That's what I got from it. Yeah. I think so. I was like, so the end was like her coming to terms with, Oh my God, everyone knows I'm a predator. I think that like, also it's so weird because like, that is what this movie is about. 
Yeah. But you don't know that until you're driving home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what's so engaging about this movie. And I do believe that it is like the most shocking thing that I enjoyed it. I agree. Because we're watching this whole mess. Yeah. But we don't know it. You know what I mean? Which is it's also weird. like fascinating to to look at this main character this gay villain yeah who for everything that they're saying you are like really on the edge of your seat yeah. like listening to in a way that you're like wow how fascinating what a smart person mm-hmm. what a niche field yeah what a like giving you know talks at and you're like oh we're here and it's like the movie somehow like by lulling me into this like genius mm-hmm. composer mm-hmm. and then at the end wa- making me experience the same fall yeah almost makes you feel like you're getting lulled into being predator yeah and that is part of the film's genius yes exactly is that you in real time are watching are it. feeling like you as the viewer of this movie could be the next Victim. victim i agree so much because i and i wonder if it plays on the fact that when somebody is like at that peak that pinnacle and everyone says they're a genius everyone says they're important you're like they are right and they must be good exactly they must be a good person right. so like for the longest time in the movie i was like like huh well, we she's you be... were missing something yeah she's like a good she must be a good person right she's the best she's so at, smart she's so smart she's the best at what she does so talented she's got such a beautiful life right and then slowly you're like Oh, oh, this is a bad person. Right. And I think you're right. It's almost like you as a viewer are the next victim. Right. Like you feel a little gross. Yeah. Oh, I felt fucking gross. I felt really gross. Yeah. But there, it, it is like even being like, wow, I really loved that movie. Yeah. I'm like, why? Why? And because there, I've never seen a movie like well, it. Well, of course. The, yeah. the movie itself is like very, it's genius. very good. And it's Kate Blanchett is like, terrifying amazing terrifying and um, yeah uh, incredible i think like, she'll win I, i'm uh, watching her award. what like speak german fluently she spoke so many different languages conducted so well played the piano a couple times she talked to that kid yeah that's where she has a scene with a child and she's very very scary mm-hmm. and that's where i'm starting to be like is this a villain but the whole movie but what's crazy is like She's standing up for her daughter. Exactly. But then is literally threatening a young girl. So uh, I'm at the like, same time. Right. Because you're they really go into the mind of like, you know how sometimes horrible people yeah. are doing horrific things and they truly have no idea. They think that, that what bad. they're doing is good. And I think but that's what makes the vet the best villain is yeah. when they have a side of it that you're like, I can kind of see why they did it. And that was most of her bad things that you, she did throughout the movie are like all right, I can kind of see why or, she was threatening that little girl. Right, yeah, because you you're know, like, like, oh, she's defending her daughter. Exactly, but so there, there's a, two sides. There's something so extra, like, something extra, extra haunting yeah. about not seeing the assaults yeah. and not seeing yeah. the actual, like, misconduct but maybe equally, I think like as effective, if not more, because when we read these headlines and we see these things, we're not, we're typically not being exposed to the actual actions that are being accused of, which is very similar to in this movie. We're seeing essentially the headlines and our favorite character, our like number one protagonist dealing with it. And like the movie doesn't like shove things in your face. And with the musical aspects to it, with the beautiful because you're like, still like she's a genius exactly because you she still is. want her to succeed yeah this movie like for some reason was just like 
the most engaged I've been in a movie in like a really, really long time. It stays with you. And when you see some such a talented actor <laughs> do such an actory movie yeah. for so many hours in a movie theater, but but the ending for me, I have like that's the only thing that I. But at the same time, I'm like, or was that perfect? I think it was you know a perfect I mean? ending. I love. I was the confused ending. by the fishbowl thing because when she's picking which person she wants. The person, one of the numbered women, masseuses, looks, winks at her. Yeah, exactly. But no one else is looking at her. Every the masseuse is I looking think at her. that's why she got so upset is because that's when she realized what it was. Oh, she didn't know. The woman looked right at, like, right at her and gave her a wink to be like, pick me and I'll, you know. Oh, wow. Maybe. You're right. I think I, that the movie was like, yeah, n- such not my type of movie, but also like so thrilling and in such a bizarre way that I'd never seen before. Mm-hmm. And Kate Blanchett's suits. She's everything about her in that movie was incredible. It was really like was incredible. really incredible. And I like fucking loved it. And it makes no sense why. Also in the car ride home. Yeah. Mackenzie gave me the biggest compliment of all time. Do you remember it? Yeah, go ahead. Will you please tell them what you said about me? That you give off conductor vibes. And if you don't picture me right now in a suit and a fucking wand. The hair, too. She has. When she (laughs) runs up and shoves that guy. I mean, everything about her in that movie, I didn't see her it coming. But then you're with this character. I think this. I'm just going to give my ratings real quick. Yes. Hold on, I'm conducting. If you're not, if you're only listening to this episode, I am conducting right here. I give it five gloves. Whoa. Even though there was no sex. I actually think sex would have made the movie not, 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 yeah. it wouldn't have given it the like oomph. This is maybe one of the most, I think, perfect movies. At least of this year. I'm going to give it a four and a half. Yeah. Because... The ending threw me. Okay. I and think the ending is absolutely genius. It's the ultimate fall from grace. It is. A hundred percent. Can we just say? A yeah. spo- okay. Spoiler alert. She ends up in like this, I would say third world country conducting for like live performances of it, almost like a Lord of the Rings. It's like a fantasy. Like a cosplay. Cosplay fantasy. Of like, like a Dungeon and Dragons. Very yes. niche. Yeah. And it's so such a fall from where she started, which is like highbrow NPR type of, you know. What I think is crazy, too, is that she still doesn't recognize what's happened, really. Yeah. Because she's still in like she's these very like, yeah, n- not highbrow locations working with her. Her, she's got her sheet music out and she's like yeah. still figuring it out and like she doesn't know. Well, remember her brother comes home and he's like, oh, I thought you were running away or hiding. And she goes, from what? Like she doesn't. She has no idea. Get it. And it's like, I think that's why her as a villain was like so chilling to me because she literally thought she was in the right. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh man, it's, I love this movie. This movie was really good yeah it was a really good movie and i am so glad that we saw it and Mm -hmm. it is like dark yeah um the one other thing too before we will wrap up this whole episode is like i found it really strange when i was watching the movie Mm -hmm. and realizing that she is doing these things that she's accused of yeah that i was like why are we doing this for because like as a as a it was the previews made it seem like 
get ready lesbians yeah you're gonna see some like yeah where i thought it was maybe gonna be like a disobedience what's the fossil one with their dirty nails yeah yeah, yeah. um not portrait of a lady on fire ammonite i thought it was gonna be like an, an ammonite, ammonite yeah where we're like instead of fossil finders Conducting, it's a conductor yeah where you take a, a love A-list story yeah actor who's straight mm-hmm. you get a brunette one yeah you put them together for two hours right. and they are you get a they, lesbian they, movie. you get two sex scenes and one of them does something fucking crazy weird with an and octopus and then we review yeah. the octopus sex or whatever and then that's that mm-hmm. this was like such a movie a movie unlike we've seen before yeah that i really liked it was refreshing yeah for it to be like, I mean, quote unquote, like a le- there's a lesbian lead in it and mm-hmm. it is surrounding like all women on women relationships, even though they were not necessarily consensual or it was a power dynamic thing. It was one of the best lesbian movies I've seen. Yeah, we've never seen anything like it. No. And I'm like, it's really, really good. Listen, and when you're able to tell more and more specific stories yeah you're gonna get the good bad ugly but that's why i like it is because it's not your like plug in and play lesbian story right it's not like them trying like, to like oh, tantalize no, they can't be together exactly i'm sick of that shit so like this was so refreshing because we both went in thinking it was a and it was d it or was what, d. you know yeah, it was, yeah, like, it was so fucking far from what we thought yeah i loved it i think you all should go see it go see it and let us know what you think? What you think? Because I'm fascinated, and I know friends of ours who hate it. Yes, by the a, way, a lot of people don't like. A lot it. of people are not liking this yeah. movie, and the fact that we both do is so crazy. So crazy because we don't like a lot of the same. We never stuff. like the same stuff. Yeah. So, anyways, um, let us know what you think. I'm Mackenzie Goodwin. I'm Rachel Scanlon. Go do something gay today. <laughs>